as we are now thus buried in the entrails of winter here in Maine, with snow waist-deep and the thermometer crashing to 50 degrees below freezing just a few mornings back, our thoughts now look ahead to those wonderful summery months, so far off, yet meteorologically inevitable. And sitting here in front of the fire, wrapped in blankets and pondering the incineration of furniture to keep the water from freezing in the toilets, we are comforted not only by that promise of future warmth, but also by the fond memories of summer's past. Hi there, I'm Peter Lewis, father, grandfather, writer, storyteller, and you're listening to The Dad Story Project, a podcast dedicated to two simple themes, that we find the most fulfillment in the ordinary events of every day, and that the currency of childhood is time. Our children and grandchildren don't want more stuff, they just want us. Today's story is titled, A Tale of Two Turtles. From a strictly herpetological standpoint, our family has always been a bit odd. Snakes, turtles, lizards, anything from the order crocodilian, well, we just love them. All things reptilian is our rallying cry, at least for three out of four of us, the lady of the house, the sensible one, the children's mother, and my wife, is merely tolerant of the scaly, the wriggly, or the carapace. It began with my childhood, and my mother's admonition that the snakes we found in our garden were, quote, beautiful and fascinating, with skin like living velvet, not at all slimy. Here, Peter, now hold him gently, unquote. And despite the popular phobia, Mom was right. Hence began a fury of collecting that continued right into my own children's young years. At one point, my son, when he was about ten, had twenty-eight assorted snakes living in aquariums stacked all over his bedroom. And I clearly remember the day when I heard my daughter kicking at the back door and yelling, Quick! Let me in! Kicking because she had a writhing snake in each hand and couldn't open the door herself. And of course, I opened the door immediately. When my son reached adolescence, the fascination became turtles, especially snapping turtles, and the bigger, the better. Many summer nights, father and son, and often daughter, were spent out in the boat, cruising the weedy shallows of the local lakes on the lookout for snappers, armed with root beer, bags of chips, three million candle power spotlights, huge nets, and wooden crates reinforced with rebar. Family bonding at its finest, and completely legal, if slightly redneck. One fine summer day, I was returning from work when I spied a medium-sized snapper crossing the road. Knowing that it would just make my son's day, I pulled over, grabbed the hissing reptile by its stout tail, and heaved him onto the floor of my car in front of the passenger seat. The whole operation took barely 30 seconds, and I was downright proud of my courage and deft. Shifting through the gears, I had just gained fourth and was reaching for the radio dial when I heard a distinctive, heavy clunk. My first thought was the transmission had finally quit, until I felt something damp and coarse rasp against my sandal-shod right foot. And there my carapaced friend was, underneath the pedals and thrashing about, 
clicking his beak wickedly and rasping and hoping for blood. Well, if you've ever tried to drive a car with one foot out the window and the other in the glove box, you can just imagine my ensuing difficulties. I couldn't reach the clutch or the brake. I could only steer, work the emergency brake, and scream as I coasted toward the breakdown lane. Ah! The engine straining and complaining and sputtering until it finally died. At which point, I stuck both feet through the driver's window and yanked myself out like a race car driver. Mr. Snapper was summarily grabbed by his stumpy tail and dumped in the trunk, where he hissed again and gave me a savage stare. When I got home and popped the trunk, my son was duly impressed. Hmm, nice one, Dad, he exclaimed. And, uh, sorry about your golf clubs. On another day, my son skidded his truck, towing his boat, to a stop in front of the house and ran in yelling, Dad, Dad, you won't believe how big this one is. Out into the dooryard we all poured, except Mom, of course, only to find nothing in the boat but a splintered paddle. He was in there, Dad, the exasperated boy exclaimed. Thence into the truck we jumped, father, son, and daughter, squealing tires and spinning gravel off onto the lawn as we raced back toward the lake, shortly finding two young girls, screaming and running, pointing frantically behind them toward something huge and black in the breakdown lane. Forty-three pounds of lacerated, hissing malevolence. We're all grown-ups now, leading mature, if slightly boring, lives as respectable members of society. There is nary a scaly creature in any of our homes. As a father looking back on his role as a nurturer of children, I think of our reptilian years as the good old days. Precious time spent instilling values, building trust, demonstrating the rewards of hard work and diligence, and leaping around in a boat late at night trying to avoid getting our toes snapped off. Mom says we were all just nuts. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dad Story Project podcast. If you would like to show your support, please give us a good rating and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about the Dad Story Project, download stories, and find out how you may be able to participate, please visit thedadstoryproject.com. And please like us on Facebook and tell your family and friends. Until next time, bye for now.